Hi there, and welcome to Conspiracy Clogs. I'm Ava. And I'm India. And this is your network for investigating American conspiracy theories. In this episode, we will be discussing the infamous Sandy Hook shooting. So Ava, would you like to tell us what happened at Sandy Hook? On the morning of December 14th, 2012, in Connecticut, 20-year-old Adam Lanza shot his mother in the head and drove to Sandy Hook Elementary School to commit the most deadly school shooting to date. Armed with his mother's legally purchased Bushmaster rifle, Lanza shot his way through the locked doors of the school and proceeded to shoot the school principal and psychologist before entering a first-grade classroom and gunning down the two teachers and 15 students. Lanza rapidly entered another first-grade classroom, where he shot and killed two more teachers and five children. News of the shooting eventually reached the police and first responders arrived at Sandy Hook to find that Lanza had turned the rifle on himself, fatally shooting himself in the head. The initial global reaction to the shooting was huge. Social media propelled the event to the forefront of international news, focusing on the brutality and mercilessness of executing defenceless children between the mere age of five and six. The colossal public outcry triggered a renewed discussion of American gun control, and the Sandy Hook shooting ultimately became a focal point for investigating whether personal safety should be sacrificed for the protection of long-standing political ideals. So we know what happened at Sandy Hook, but what were the conspiracy theories that arose? From the Sandy Hook school massacre emerged a host of conspiracy theories, many contradictory, which doubted or disputed the events of the shooting. Just days after the rampage, a man would circulate Newton filming a, filming a video claiming that this was the work of New World Order global elitists threatening to strip away gun rights and civil liberties. Only a week later, James Tracy, a professor at Florida Atlantic University, uploaded a blog highlighting his suspicion towards whether the shooting had occurred altogether, pointing to a political cover-up. A surge of scepticism would pour from 24-hour newsreels, talk shows and online channels. Just one month later, a 30-minute YouTube video named The Sandy Hooks Shooting Fully Exposed would reach over 10 million views. Alex Jones on his website Infowars would declare the murders to be a false flag government attack involving crisis actors, a theory that would whip up support for the Sandy Hook hoax conspiracy movement. Questions surrounding the police procedures in the aftermath, accusations of the deaths being faked and harassment of the victim's parents would accumulate a broad conspiracy theory claiming that the public were ultimately being deceived. This podcast will seek to uncover how a small-town school shooting would launch a widespread conspiracy phenomenon from both the fringes and centres of society, and why these would catalyse an increasing obsession with false flag conspiracy theories in the landscape of contemporary America. That's really interesting. How did it spread? Expressions of doubt surrounding the events of December 14, 2012, would first emerge from social media platforms and news outlets. With the surge of internet consumption came an unprecedented hyper-engagement with questioning the actuality of the Connecticut massacre, amplified by many conspiracy theorists through their viral online activity. The first major Sandy Hook backlash was the 10 million hit YouTube video uploaded in January 2013. The video introduced what it viewed as logical, simple facts, criticising contradictory news reports that immediately followed the shooting as evidence of conspiracy. Edited clips of the victim's parents claimed they did not look sad enough in the aftermath footage, accusing them to be crisis actors, hired to fake a hoax massacre by the Obama administration to promote anti-gun legislation. Although an introductory disclaimer warns viewers that this was not a direct denial of the murders, the creator clearly points to a suspicious cover-up. 
The video kick-started a chain of Newtown conspiracy allegations, claiming that Adam Lanza was not the only shooter, that the account of resident Jean Rosen, who sheltered six children that fled the school, was a lie, and that Israeli special forces involved in a mass United Nations operation were connected. Fox News' controversial news anchor, Ben Swan, would follow with a viral report questioning whether the Sandy Hook shooting was a lone gunman, attracting more than 110,000 viewers in its first two weeks on his personal YouTube channel. Even politicians, such as Colorado Republican Party candidate Tom Reddy, defended the link he posted on a Facebook page that questioned the, le- the legitimacy of the Connecticut tragedy, suggesting the shootings hadn't been proven. Conspiracy fears of this nature were entertained by many right-leaning pro-gun Republican figures, who brought into the so-called Sandy Hook Truthers movement, arguing that the events were a false flag operation staged to build support for a vast government plan to disarm citizens. From the margins emerged conspiracy theory professor James Tracy, who gathered followers of the so-called hoax through his personal blog, disputing the facts of the shooting. Tracy would later inform one Florida TV station that there may very well be elements of that event that are synthetic to some degree, that are somewhat contrived. He would continue to pursue theories of a politically motivated government cover-up, leading to a harassment lawsuit against him by the family of Sandy Hook victim, six-year-old Noah Posner, in 2015. The Posners would continue to face allegations of conspiracy by the likes of James Fetzner and Mike Palakek in their book Nobody Died at Sandy Hook, which argued that Noah was still alive and that his death certificate had been forged. Noah's father, Leonard Posner, would sue the authors for defamation, claiming that the book had given him post-traumatic stress disorder. Posner would continue to face attacks by Sandy Hook speculators, even receiving death threats in 2017 from Lucy Richards, a member of a Sandy Hook hoax group, who was subsequently imprisoned for five months. One man, Wolfgang Haubig, would torment the victim's families through emails and phone calls, later charged and fined for carrying the unlawful possession of Posner's personal identification in 2020. These widespread trends of harassment and accusations of crisis actors against families associated with Sandy Hook would proliferate in mass media for decades after the massacre, reinforcing an immense public scepticism. So what about Alex Jones? Isn't he quite a central figure to the Sandy Hook conspiracy theories? Yes, Alex Jones is a right-wing talk show host and founder of the multimedia portal InfoWars. He has regularly used his platform to construct paranoid allegations against the US government and argues that a shadowy New World Order seeks to disarm and imprison ordinary Americans through false flag operations that he believed were behind events such as 9-11, the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing and Sandy Hook. This theory quickly gained traction in 2014 when Jones claimed that the murders had been staged on his broadcast programme, later claiming that Sandy Hook is synthetic, completely fake, with actors, in my view, manufactured to galvanise support for gun control legislation. Jones would feed his audience and vast network of theories on social media forums such as Facebook, Twitter, Reddit and 4chan into a frenzied anti-federal government paranoia, which underpinned false flag conspiracy theories and suspicion towards the events at Sandy Hook. Jones and Infowars would be sued around $100,000 in another defamation case pursued by Leonard Posner in 2019, This was in response to his unfounded claims disputing the attack as completely fake. The unprecedented scope and reaction to the shooting would accumulate a wide-ranging host of sources and sub-theories, which through an accelerated media coverage would attract attention unseen before in the history of American shootings. This massacre symbolised a monumental public distrust towards the nation's institutions and procedures, 
dominated by paranoia and partisanship. So Sandy Hook conspiracy theories accelerated rapidly, but whose interests did they serve? Whilst the majority of the Sandy Hook hoax theories are wildly contradictory, they are mainly connected by the prevalent social issue of gun control in the United States. Endorsed by the National Rifle Association, the support for civilian gun access is politically charged and legitimised by government approval, whilst the opposing force lobbying for gun control have been forced to the boundaries of American society by lack of political mobility. However, the global prominence and extreme public reaction of the Sandy Hook shooting accelerated the anti-gun rhetoric to the heart of American political discussion. Arguably, the political legitimization of gun advocacy has aligned the conspiracy of Sandy Hook to the ideological roots of America's far right, producing a fanatic and excessive zeal to validate these conspiracy theories to continually secure civilian gun use. Alex Jones's notorious false flag theory that regards the events of Sandy Hook as completely fabricated has been validated by his association to then-president-elect Donald Trump and his national security advisor, Michael T. Flynn. Trump infamously confessed to Jones on an appearance of Infowars in 2015 that, you are amazing, I will not let you down, in reference to his recent presidential election. This paradox of a potential presidential candidate applauding a conspiracy theorist who relentlessly promoted dangerous theories about the subservience of the American government stunned audiences and inextricably attached a political backing to Jones's theories. Whilst conspirational thinking has previously lurked within dark corners of the internet, constructed by anonymous usernames stringing together and connecting events, the notion of a conspiracy celebrity is a more recent development that has activated widespread national paranoia and pushed the promotion of these theories into the cultural mainstream. The contradictions of the various Sandy Hook conspiracy theories undermine their credibility, yet the velocity in which they spread is widely attributed to the ardent fervour of American gun patrons. The ideological rhetoric of gun advocacy is rooted in a personal sense of self. The presence of guns has always been there in the American consciousness since the, since the conception of the nation itself. Eric Hoffer's infamous identification of the true believers in American society describes the fanatic obsession that these Americans possess towards their right to arms and the militant passion of these believers arguably demonstrates an explanation for the explosion of Sandy Hook conspiracy theories. The claims that the Sandy Hook hoax was orchestrated by a faction of Democrat politicians to justify stricter firearms restrictions specifically serve the interest of far-right conservative gun owners who view any revoking of gun laws as a direct attack on their constitutional rights. As J. Michael Hogan and Craig Rood identify, for some gun rights activists, any talk of gun control represents the entering wedge of a conspiracy to destroy their culture and traditions. Indeed, the significance of guns in the Sandy Hook shooting cannot be denied as the fundamental cause of the atrocities. Therefore, pro-gun groups must latch on to claims that the shooting was a complete fabrication in order to validate the ideological benefits of civilian firearms. Despite Barack Obama's continual attempts to implement stricter firearms legislation, pro-gun groups such as the National Rifle Association attributed school shootings like Sandy Hook to teenagers being desensitised to violence through violent video games. The discrepancies and public debate that ensued demonstrated a lack of unity within the American government that was ultimately exploited by conspiracy thinking in order to propose different narratives regarding the shooting to validate a pro-gun ideology. The Sandy Hook conspiracy theories can ultimately be utilised as a lens in which to examine the prevalent components of the American consciousness as the velocity in which implausible theories spread 
illuminates the zeal of American pro-gun rhetoric by forcing conspirational thinking into the political mainstream. And what about anti-Semitic conspiracy theories? Are there any of these related to Sandy Hook? Because they seem very ingrained into America. You're absolutely correct, India. Whilst the majority of Sandy Hook conspiracy theories are foundationally rooted in the public debate of gun control in the United States, the chaotic landscape of conspirational thinking provoked anti-Semitic conspiracy theories that strive to exploit an American tragedy. Whilst there were murmurs of anti-Semitic sentiment on various discussion boards and conspiracy websites, these theories materialised when the official Iranian state media outlet Press TV advocated various anti-Semitic conspiracy theories that claimed Israeli death squads were to blame for Sandy Hook. These conspiracy theories were arguably ratified by former Ku Klux Klan leader Mike Harris, who concluded that guns did not create the horror in that little school in Sandy Hook, Connecticut. The Zio masters of the media did, blaming the assumed Jewish control over the media without proposing any legitimate evidence. Like the deep-rooted presence of civilian firearm use in the American consciousness, anti-Semitic sentiments have been consistently adopted in the American cultural landscape for the sake of proposing various conspiracy theories that deflect responsibility onto the Jewish race. The appropriation of genuine conspiracy culture by spiteful anti-Semitism only serves to discredit authentic attempts at subverting global events, creating an excess of conspiracy theories that undermine the promotion of one unified narrative. Indeed, this is evident within the Sandy Hook hoax. The variety and range of the conspiracy theories eroded the potential gravity of the entire movement, with constant contradictions creating a disjointed narrative. So we now know whose interest the conspiracy theory serves, but who believes the conspiracy theory? Believers of the main Sandy Hook conspiracy theories belong to a range of demographics, from social outsiders and followers of online discussion dedicated to finding the truth, to celebrity conspiracy theorists and prominent political figures. Anonymous content creators from the dark corners of the internet, responsible for the likes of the 10 million hit YouTube video, were the primary speculators, infiltrating fake news from marginal to mainstream discussion. Strong anti-government or anti-militia ideologies are also aligned with Sandy Hook hoax theories. New World Order conspiracy theorists, such as Alex Jones, and those on the fringes of society are more likely to point to the federal government as a source of conspiracy, who they often view as part of a dark plot to dominate global society and remove constitutional rights and liberties. This explains why figures like Jones and James Tracy endorse a multitude of conspiracy theories that parallel to government cover-up and corruption, such as 9-11, JFK assassination and vaccination conspiracy theories. Those on the extreme right wing have shown more interest in both Sandy Hook and wider school shooting conspiracy theories. This is because they are often affiliated with pro-gun interests and policies, which are threatened by demand for tighter gun restrictions in American politics in response to the rise of mass shootings. Republican politicians such as Tom Reddy and gun supporters have opposed democratic gun restriction legislation at state and federal levels after Sandy Hook insisting that he's infringed on the Second Amendment. Extreme right-leaning Donald Trump has shown warm support for Alex Jones and his beliefs, appearing on his radio programme in 2015 and regularly retweeting InfoWars reports and stories on his Twitter page. Although Trump has not directly disputed the events of the 2012 massacre, he shares Jones's aggressively populist rhetoric and extremist viewpoints towards America's socio-political landscape. Online followers of popular conspiracy figures and pages also highlight a more general public attraction to Sandy Hook, 
false flag and wider mass shooting conspiracy theories. Jones, for example, maintains a significant sphere of influence, broadcasting from 100 stations nationwide, whilst reaching approximately 3 million readers on Infowars in February 2020 alone, according to web analytics firm Quantcast. Followers of Sandy Hook conspiracies are therefore not constrained simply to the margins of society, but can also be found in the mainstream popular realms of American life. So we know how conspirational thinkers latch onto these theories, but how do ordinary people engage with them? Well, the mainstream recognition of the Sandy Hook conspiracy theories has offered ordinary Americans an opportunity to interact with the conspirational thinking that has lingered on the fringes of American society. Whilst pro-gun advocates engage with the Sandy Hook hoax to support their ideological inclinations, those without strong political beliefs were drawn into the theories through cognitive dissonance. The motiveless wickedness of Adam Lanza murdering 20 innocent children is a terrifying thought to American parents, and Adam Kirkpatrick of Ohio State University argued that it is more comforting to believe that the whole thing was set up and those children are alive somewhere. The denial of human atrocity is a commonly seen trope of traumatic global events, but one that is inherently problematic as it insults and degrades the tragedy that occurred. The initial surge of conspiracy theories and rumours were discredited by sources such as myth-debunking website Snopes.com, with CEO David Mickelson stating that the majority of conspirational misinformation was cleared up within a few days of the initial reporting, but it's not something you're going to see in these conspiracy theory videos. After the widespread dismissal of harmful conspirational rumours, public opinion turned on those harassing the victims' families of Sandy Hook to vilify those promoting the Sandy Hook hoax. Ultimately, the initial engagement of ordinary people with the Sandy Hook hoax allowed them to be ensnared by the chaotic nature of the unfolding news. Yet once the myths were exposed, public opinion turned on conspiracy theorists who were determined to prove the legitimacy of their claims. We see how Americans at all levels of society interact and engage with the conspiracy theories, but what's the psychology behind it? Two main theories can help to explain why Sandy Hook, American school shootings and broader false flag conspiracy theories have reached such phenomenal attraction from various sectors of society. Firstly, the rise of contemporary mass media from the late 20th century functions as a tool for distributing conspiracy rhetoric. According to Professor of Media Culture, Steph Olpers, social media gives the power to construct a convincing vision of conspiracy theory that can be instantly shared with the world. Olpers argues that no one is a passive media user, but that the internet contains prosumers, those constructing their own conspiracy narrative dressed up in academic jargon that often advocate a political ideology. Other prosumers will adopt these theories, and with their own tools, techniques and ideas, have the ability to change it all over again explaining the numerous and often contradictory theories and sub-theories surrounding Sandy Hook. The internet serves as a medium with the potential to democratise opinions through digital platforms and conspiracy theories play a detrimental role in these. Message boards, for example, can establish a community function where groups can develop an identity around certain ideas, unifying and reinforcing their existing beliefs. Marginal platforms like 4chan, 8chan or 8chan and mainstream realms such as Facebook have pages dedicated to Sandy Hook hoaxer or truther extremist conspiracy theorists who may form a social movement through discussion and meet face to face. Alex Jones has even admitted that 4chan has been a regular source of his segments during interviews about Sandy Hook false claims. Olpers also points to online echo chambers as a means of communicating this information. 
Technological algorithms that track user search history and feedback recommendations can create a filter bubble that reinforce existing knowledge, making it easier for conspiracy theorists to connect and solidify their views. This shows how anonymous online forums may allow extremist and often dangerous rhetoric to infiltrate mainstream consumer opinion, propelling Sandy Hook theories into popular culture. So, we've discussed the psychology behind why people may be more likely to believe in this specific conspiracy theory, but what about wider false flag conspiracy theories? Where do they come into this? I'm really glad you asked, because throughout the contemporary presence of shootings in American society, false flag narratives continually appear in the sphere of conspiracy theories to assert that these attacks are orchestrated by the government in an attempt to strip Americans of their rights to bear arms. In the case of Sandy Hook, the conspiracy theory was immediately categorised as a false flag theory as theorists fundamentally blame the government from the onset of the events. The notion of crisis actors is inextricably bound to false flag conspiracy theories, contending the political manipulation of the government to depict actors as victims of trauma and atrocity. Professor of political science Joseph Yuzinski maintains that the traction of false flag theories has accelerated massively since Sandy Hook, suggesting the shooting is an archetype for future shootings to be attributed to the actions of the US government, thus creating a distrustful political climate. This is corroborated by Google Trends that highlight how false flag search queries have spiked during mass shootings, including those at Planned Parenthood in Colorado Springs in 2015 and the Orlando Pulse nightclub shootings in 2016. Whilst the term false flag was coined in the past decade, the conspiracies of the attacks of September 11, 2001 contain the undercurrents of political uncertainty and widespread distrust in the American government that is fundamental to our understanding of the Sandy Hook hoax. Whilst the attacks were over 19 years ago, a study by Chapman University in 2016 found that 54.3% believed that the government specifically were concealing information about the attacks, centering the US government as the focal point for public skepticism. Arguably, if the 9-11 attacks were set in the context of the modern technological age of Twitter like Sandy Hook, the conspirational analysis would have prompted an even higher level of public scepticism as social media enables collaborative conspiracy thinking in a way that no medium has done before. As The Guardian observes, it's no coincidence that the cottage industry of false flag allegations has grown in tandem with the mass update of social media, maintaining that theories are rapidly circulated and absorbed by a range of groups. The spread of misinformation is largely blamed for the transmission of false flag theories, allowing radical figures such as Alex Jones to adopt conspiracy rhetoric to impart their own ideology and interfere with public opinion. Like Sandy Hook, the conspiracy theories of 9-11, for example, stating that it was staged and a controlled demolition to justify the US government in attacking Afghanistan and Iraq, have an ideological backing that allowed them to resonate in the American consciousness and lead to an increased exposure to conspiracy thinking. So, it seems like the obsession with false flag theories are deeply rooted in American society. I'd have to agree. I think it's foundational to our understanding of the translation of traumatic events of of atrocity to wider culture. Definitely. Well, I think that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us next week where we'll sink our teeth into even more American conspiracy theories. This has been Conspiracy Clogs. Bye! Bye!